If you enjoy Our Sinclair and want to support the show, please visit our page at patreon.com slash Our Sinclair. Hi everybody, welcome to Our Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about deactivators. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like I'm out of Tron. Now, you know, the uh, one of the most popular tropes in 80s uh, action TV uh, series was the deactivation of a bomb. Okay. You oh, know? yeah. You, yeah. Disarming. Yeah. Disarming. Yeah. Disarming. Did you ever want to become a bomb disarmer before? Oh, God, no. Are no. you kidding me? How, how, how do you think you would react under that kind of pressure? Not well. You know, I mean, listen, you know me. You call me Hack Dowdy. Do you want Hack Dowdy disarming your bomb? <laughs> well, it I'd involves, there with, a, it involves with, a lot of cutting. You're real good at that. Especially. I'd be in there with duct tape <laughs> and like a pair, a pair of snips. We'd all be dead a million times. You know, you ever seen, uh, you ever seen uh, Goldfinger, the Bond film? Uh, yes, okay. I have seen that. You know, at the end of that, uh, you know, Gold, our Goldfinger has rigged up Fort Knox to be irradiated mm-hmm. by this bomb he's put in there. Right. And Bond's in there fighting uh, 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 well, Odd Job, the his uh, Rx Butler with that with the cool hat. Yep. And Bond whoops this guy's tail. He's all this crazy stuff. And he's over. He's trying to uh, get to the bomb and and deactivate the bomb. And he's he's looking at it, and there's all kinds of crap spinning and gyrating, and he doesn't know what to do. Tom's <laughs> running out, and a dude just walks up and just like turns it off, yeah. basically. <laughs> you know, that's that's how I envision my career as a bomb guy. Like I'd have to have someone more competent following me around. You know, the, that movie is is quite hilarious because um, I remember that once uh, the, at the end, the police drive up. And there's basically only one gate to Fort Knox. They just drive the, through the gate right up into the vault. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's where they end up. You know, up. it's funny. I just completed uh, working on an instrument that it, it goes to Fort Knox because mm-hmm. Fort Knox is in Kentucky. You live in the or you work in the general area. I've of been Fort to Fort Knox, Knox a couple mm-hmm. times and uh, rough town out there. But the military base is there. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't know what's in there in terms. Do they of have gold. a detention center there? No, they, they, I believe it or not, the instruments were on base. Mm. It's on one base uh, instrument. But, uh, yeah, it's neat. You know, some of that film was uh, filmed in Lexington and Louisville and the surrounding area. So it's oh, kind of, so it's kind sort of, of on location. So, and it is considered probably, if not the greatest Bond film, then one of them. There's a couple of Bonds where, uh, where Bond has to deactivate a bomb. That's sort of a running bit in, like, spy movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, nowadays they've got these uh, robots and stuff that they sort of send, sort of like the game, I guess, that they send in to deactivate this stuff. And that's the way to go, you know. It's or you just explode it because if you kill a robot, no one cares. Have you heard about the phenomenon of exploding whales? I have actually, uh, uh, but I don't remember why that happens. Why? Yeah, well, it has to do with the way that the bacteria break down certain aspects of the whale's anatomy, and mm-hmm. it causes a chemical reaction that actually just makes the whale explode. It's nature's way of dealing with the problem. Is that? <laughs> you know, if you were disarming that. That's a movie. That's a that's a movie and a TV series. What you got to do several is webisodes. you got to go up to the uh, the blowhole, mm-hmm. and you've got to lo- you get like a seven or eight buckets of like uh, 
uh, Zantac or something dump in there. What would you do? Because I mean, I'm not sure what Zantac is. You know that stomach stuff. Oh right, like mm. Tums. Right, and just dump a bunch of bump, a bunch of that in there. I do you remember the film Leonard Part Six? Oh man, I didn't. That was with Cosby. Yeah, in it? no, there, I missed that. One. There's a scene where he does exactly that. I think that he he's forced to disarm some sort of nuclear deterrent with a can of Tums, and he's just sprinkling it around. And as he's doing, he's singing Alka-Seltzer to the rescue. It's a hilarious bit. Hilarious. It's less fun. that movie's less funnier time we now than it probably was when it was released. Very uh, true. Given the circumstances of, of the man in we it. We should probably stop talking about Bill Cosby yeah. and start talking about <laughs> no the activators. So had you ever heard of this book? Never. Never in a million years. You know, and uh, uh, this got released uh, on several other systems, including the C sixty four, so I thought maybe you might have heard of it. So now I've got this list that is being published by Areola Soft, but you your box said otherwise. Reactor. So, and you know these these games get published time and time yeah. again. But one thing's for sure, it was put together by an outfit called Tigris Marketing Limited. What a name, Tigris Marketing Limited. They only did a few games, uh, boat. I looked into them just for fun. They did a game called Galactic Games. That sounds right up our alley. Mm. They did a game called They Stole a Million with the S with a money sign. I think that's based on a TV series. Really? I believe it. And then one strictly, it's in all caps with an exclamation point, THINK. Mm. <laughs> Wonder what they want you to do in Clearly that not marketed at us for that <laughs> one. Uh, they were a short-lived uh, game development studio. They only released those few games, and uh, they were only active in eight, 1986 and 1987, and they were gone. <laughs> that was the end of Tigris Marketing mm. Limited. So it's funny how many of these little uh, how many of these little outfits have came and gone. You know, you well, never... when you think about the finances of of releasing a game, I mean, you're putting a lot of money in one basket, and if it doesn't pan out, it's bad times. And the funny thing is, uh, this game actually panned out, uh, which we'll get into in a minute. But uh, uh, these guys uh, these guys had a hit on their hand. Uh, they designed this game. It took it took a month to complete, and development took four or five months. And then the uh, game was good to go, uh, and published, uh, and uh, did real well, and was well well, well received. And we'll get into that in a little while. So again, this game came out October sixth, very specific, nineteen eighty six, and again was released on the C sixty four and the Amstrad CPC and the Speccy. Uh, this will run on the forty eight or the one twenty eight K, and this gives you the uh, all the usual interfaces that you could want: the Kempson interface two keyboard. And was originally uh, sold at eight pound ninety five p. Okay. So not too bad. So I'm trying to think of the best. How would the how would you figure the best way to describe this game? This is an action puzzle game. An action puzzle game. It's got an interesting. Uh, it's got an interesting viewpoint. Uh, it's like a double three D view. It's it's actually well. It's 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 a three dimensional perspective, right? That shows two rooms on a specific floor, right? Which it, it's actually. Have you ever seen a game that no. did this? This is like entirely. This? this is an entirely original. It varies. Uh, before yeah. we do anything, we should talk about the music that comes up. Mm-hmm. It's great. Is this the best? Is this the best we've ever heard on this? It's got to be right up there. There's better Spectrum tunes, but this is one of the good ones. It is a, 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 a tremendous tune. Mm-hmm. You know, the sound of this is really good. The graphics are really good. Now, yeah. they are sort of a, they're your classic sort of 3D mon- uh, monotone. You've got, you're just monographs. You've got t- two, two colors. In right. this case, a, a variable color and black mm-hmm. is, are your colors. 
So you mentioned that it is sort of an action puzzle game. Uh, and this game, you control a bomb disposal robot. And guess where they get the name for it? The deactivators. And you've got to remove bombs in, uh, scattered around this scientific research complex. And guess who did it, Boat? Unnamed terrorists. They're the worst. Yeah. Uh, and, and there are... The terrorists that have a name, they're not so bad. Yeah. Each of the buildings have a level, or basically are a game level, and you've got a time limit to defuse the bombs. And, of course, you've got... Not that easy. You can just roll in there, defuse them, and leave. There's crap trying to stop you. And if a bomb explodes in a room, everything in it is impossible to get past, and that level is effectively your bone. Right. Which, I, boy, I ran into that more than a few, mm-hmm. a few times. So, having never seen this game, or never played it before, what, what was your early take? Okay. Because I, I did not grasp this game fully. I, so, it took me a, a good long time to try to figure out what was happening. Let me try and explain this game in my own words. Okay, please. Okay, so in this game, you're, you're wandering around this facility, a single floor on this facility. Okay, you play the part of any one of three, at least on the first level, I think there's three bomb disposal robots. Right. So at any point, you can actually switch characters a la Maniac Mansion and go to and control a different character. What was the other game we did on the Specky that had that where you could switch between the two characters? Uh, was, uh, oh, it was the Head Over Heels. Head Over Heels. Mm-hmm. That's yes, yes, exactly. Go yeah. on. I'm sorry. Um, so you're you're kind of motoring around this place. You are a hover robot. You can uh, look. You can move around through the air, um, and you at the same time you're looking for. You're basically doing two things. Okay. You're looking for a circuit board, right? Okay. When you collect the circuit board and put it into a computer or some such device, uh, it will open up an additional passage or window in the level. Almost like key cards. Right. Yeah. It's like a key card. Yeah. Um, you're also looking for bombs. Okay. When you find a bomb, it's your job to take the bomb and do what every good disposal robot does: just fling it out a window, shoot it, shoot it in the air. right out of the window, right into the parking lot. <laughs> that was my. <laughs> I did like that. Yeah, that amused me. Yeah, uh, these uh, these floors are also populated with other robots, bad robots. These are the security robots that patrol a facility. Okay, uh, these guys, I think, in the grand robot tradition, used to be your friends, but have been reprogrammed to be evil and I chase you down. Yeah. Okay, so. How do you how do you accomplish your mission? What you need to do is uh, you need to first of all figure out the the location of all your robots and determine your route. This is a game that the, the it's heavy on the puzzle and light on the action. Though it's not incredibly light on the action, it's just incredibly heavy on the puzzle aspect. Uh, there is a certain route that is kind of your optimal route that you need to take, where you need to target the right robot, control him find the bomb or find the key card, then move on to the next guy. If you do things in the right order, the game becomes easier. Uh, These uh, security robots really get in your way. They move fast and it basically becomes a game of tag. When you move your robot into a room with a security robot, the security robot starts chasing you and you've 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 gotta get away from them. Okay, so how do you do that? You can move into other rooms, but the robot will follow you. The way that you get rid of the robot is you actually have to fall through the floor a certain yeah. number of times, and the security robot can only take a certain number of falls before it it destroy it gets destroyed. So that's that's how you get rid of the security robot. So uh, what you have to do is is you're throwing bombs out of windows, and the way that you do that is uh, when you press. Uh, oh, I can't. I think it's the. the 
it's one of the keys on the keyboard. You op it opens up a uh, it opens up a menu, and you you've got your which robot do you want menu. You've got your survey the scene menu, and you've got your bomb throwing menu. Okay, when you select the bomb throwing menu, you get a uh, kind of a a gauge, kind of like playing a golf game or something like that, where you can choose the angle That's to throw the bomb. It reminded me of the uh, hammer throw. Right, in track yeah. and field or something like that. So um, that is essentially the game in a nutshell. Um, there are, now they throw different things at you in later levels. For example, they, they spin the gravity around on you in certain rooms, so your controls are all messed up. They make certain rooms completely dark, so you're just kind of stumbling around in there. Uh, and of course, they make the location of the circuit boards more and more difficult to find because they, they plant more and more security robots in, 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 the, in, the, in, in each floor. <coughs> Um, all of this is set to a timer, of course, because the bomb is is, is ready to explode, and yeah. you've got to you've got to get rid of it before it's game over. I uh, uh, did not fully grasp some of this game, and it made it difficult for me to get very far. Uh, but uh, it is a uh, it's a game of unique elements. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in this that I don't think I've ever seen before. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's again, it's one of the few games that you can control multiple things, and it doesn't totally. I, I always hate when you have to control multiple things, but this isn't too bad. It's funny to see a game that's sort of puzzly, that also has the. It's one of those games that kind of piss people off, where it's two elements that don't necessarily go together. In this case, some puzzly and a, just a smidgen of twitchery mm -hmm. in terms of throwing the bombs and. Well, you're it's, it's throwing the bombs and moving faster than the security that's, robots. That's right. So you you've got. You've got, uh, you've got. I can see where that would turn some people off that just want one thing or the other, but it's it's sort of made it for me. I mean, even sucking such as I did, it was more fun for me because there was elements that I could sort of get into. Mm -hmm. It's actually pretty clever, isn't it? But it all, is. all things considered, uh, the uh, uh, like I said, the tunes in it are good. The graphics are good. They they do a good job of giving you that sort of three dimensional feel. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, uh, you once you get used to the way that the the uh, the halls and stuff were laid out, especially with the pits and stuff. That was all very confusing to me when I first started yeah, playing it. Yeah, it doesn't help. because To give the illusion of depth, you have to draw the floor in a checkerboard pattern. Yeah. How, the pits are also dark spaces on the checkerboard pattern, too. So yeah. uh, it's it, there are also teleports. We forgot to mention the teleports. You have to use those to navigate yourself around these floors because there are some rooms that just have no way out. Um, and again... The uh, the major problem that I have with this game is it throws everything in the kitchen sink at you right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it doesn't introduce the uh, the reverse gravity rooms in the first level, but everything else you've got to do. There's no like training levels in this game. You're right into it, and it's not easy. It's yeah. not easy. I was not able to complete the first level of this. You have to. Well, this I loaded this up to try it as usual without reading anything about it, and that lasted about ten minutes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, time to go find the document on this because this isn't one you're just going to pick up and play. But I think this is one of those classic uh, micro games that if you uh, sit down and give it a, a, a enough time to understand it and comprehend all the, all of the principles of what's going on, you can have a good time. There's a lot of panache and, and, and attention to detail in this. Everything from the uh, high score tale to the way the game opens up, the way things are rendered. They did a they did, it, uh, did a lot of uh, clever little things there to make it more fun. The gravity stuff, I had to go through and watch a playthrough just to even see that stuff. And it, But it looks neat. You've got upside down. You've oh, got, yeah. You've this got is sideways. a game that will reward you. Yeah, if, if you are a puzzle guy, 
this is this is really great. This is a totally unique thing, um, and I and I think this is it, it's a blessing and a curse to have a unique game because nobody's sure how to market it. Your marketing guys don't know whether to push the art. Well, they're going to push the arcade action because that's the thing that sells the most units. Yeah. But if you were a kid and you brought this thing home looking to play something like Mercs or something, you're going to be disappointed. It's funny you should mention that because uh, I was reading here a little a little snippet of how this game did. You know. And uh, it it was a very popular game. It, it got good reviews, uh, but the uh, the people that wrote it uh, say there was basically, uh, in terms of uh, the uh, selling of the game, it didn't do well. It didn't mm-hmm. sell well, and it, they think that one of the main reasons was it was just exactly what you said. It was kind of hard for the people to publicize these strong aspects of the game because it's a difficult yeah. game to explain. These days, in 2019. Uh, there have been games in every genre, every almost every conceivable thing has has had has had a game. But in 1980, when did this come out? 1986. There were just not that many gaming genres yet. And when you had a game that kind of bended or blended genres together, it was a difficult sell. I think. Yeah. Uh, to show you the, how popular the game ended up being, uh, this was ranked 28th on the Your Sinclair Official Top 100 Games of All Time. Which is uh, which is a uh, very high praise, and it was uh, compared favorably with games like Spy vs. Spy. It's funny I've played Spy vs. Spy, and I think this is probably a better game. Oh, undoubtedly, Spy vs. Spy is all is well. First of all, it's if you're not playing it in two player mode, what are you doing? Yeah, um, yeah you got and that right. at its core, it is a pretty simple idea. Uh, this reviewed pretty well, boat. Uh, uh, it got a. Uh, it got a crash, eighty-five percent. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not C- quite a smash. CVG gave this nine out of ten, uh, and Sinclair used to give it five out of five, and your Sinclair gave it nine out of ten. Those are pretty high scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is one that I will have to go back and get spend a little more time with. This was, I, I I liked what I was seeing here. I tr- as I try to understand what was going on, but you're right. The difficulty on this, which boy, how many times have we said this over the over this month? Mm-hmm. Everything's hard right away. Mm-hmm. And again, I think the difference is in those days, uh, they knew that the people playing this would be playing this and this alone for a, a months, a good long time. And so they didn't, they weren't as shy about dropping the brutal yeah. levels right away. Another thing we didn't talk about, we haven't talked about yet, is the speed at which both your player character moves and the security robots. This game is as smooth as silk. Yeah. Uh, it, it it of course it's a monochromatic display which frees up space for speed. But in my opinion. Uh, this game would not have been any less fun. It would have been much less fun if they'd made it more colorful, but your guy moved slower. Yeah, I agree. And something else we should touch on. Uh, of course, I didn't try this, but this has a level editor, mm-hmm. so you can make your own rooms. Which that would be that would be kind of fun to yeah. sit around doing that. I'm sure there's some uh, fan made stuff out there. I uh, looked this up on eBay, and there are a few copies out there. Uh, they range. I saw a couple uh, going for uh, around twenty to twenty-five dollars, and then they even saw a copy going for eight bucks. So it's something you can ab- obtain. It's actually one of the more expensive titles I've seen uh, for that we've looked at on the on on this show. Yeah. Another interesting thing about this game is that it was ported to. Uh, did you go over the ports at the beginning? Yeah, of the yeah. C sixty four and the Amstrad. Right. The C sixty four version looks like garbage really? uh, compared to this version. Yo, you looked at the C sixty four version. Yeah, because. They it's it they retained the monochromatic look, 
but instead of the awesome, you know, um, pastel bright color palette of the uh, of the Speccy, you get that sort of drab look that the C64 is kind of famous the, for. The brownish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it is no good. So if you're going to play a version of this game, stick with the Speccy version, possibly the Amstrad version. I didn't look at that. It's funny when things are ported from the ZX because they they don't necessarily work well when ported to another system in yeah. terms of the way they look. Well, right. I, I think, I don't know if it's because you have certain expectations graphically, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, uh, that's one system that I don't think ports coming off of it and figured all that well, at least so far that we've looked at. Absolutely. So I haven't looked at the CC4 version, I'll have to check it out. So, But overall, an interesting title, very unique. We did get some uh, reviews on our uh, Amigos Retro Gaming Discord uh, server. Uh, let's see here. There you go. Uh, I want to make sure that's the first one. Uh, here we go. Starting up with uh, Pixels at Dawn. He says, I really liked the Zybot's perspective of this clever puzzle game, but the size of the rooms and the speed of the guards made it next to impossible even on level one to progress. As soon as a bot is dead, there is no point in continuing. Even watching a walkthrough online, I wasn't able to repeat the requisite moves to advance. A lot of potential. Here, but it give me a chance, game. Yeah. Four out of ten. Spence QLZX uh, says it's an arcade puzzler stupendous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a spectrum game, and there's no higher compliment in this world you can give software. Nine point one six out of ten. Bizarre. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, let's see here. Chris Fold says, uh, this on paper should be my cup of tea. I've read the manual, I've put in a couple hours, but this game is Macho Man Savage Hard. Oh yeah! This game concept, graphics, everything are spot on, but I just can't get anywhere, unfortunately. That's exactly the Four way out I felt right there. That's Four exactly the way I felt. Yeah. So well, I'm not the only one. It's just very difficult. Thank you uh, guys uh, for leaving those reviews. We always enjoy reading uh, reviews from our, our Discord channel. All right, Aaron. Um, it's time. We're at the end of the show. Mm -hmm. I want to thank all the fine folks that make our Sinclair happen. All of our Patreon supporters. I'd like to thank Andrew Waite, Jeff Owen, David Spencer, Cap'n Crispy, Laurent Giroux, Gary Heather, Eric Nelson, Harbonaut, Graham W. Bebke, Frodo NL, The Weathering, Tapes from the Crypt, Pixels at Dawn, Chris Folds, Paul Bossman Harrington, and a man from Down Under, Christopher Hassel. All right. We'll get yeah. a couple of men from Down Under on that list. We do. We do. Um, and if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash our Sinclair. Yeah. Uh, next week, Aaron, we are going to be playing. It's our Halloween spooktacular. Yumiko in the Haunted House. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Haunted House game. Yeah. I'm down, I'm down. It's going to be cool. You ever played this one? Not played this one. Really looking forward Is to it. Is this amongst though. the ones you own? No, no. Uh, they, I believe, and don't quote me on this one, this may be a more recent release. Oh, okay. Maybe. Wow, we haven't played any of that stuff. Yeah. Actually, we have more T. Vicker. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I forgot about that But one. not very many. Not yeah. very many. So, guys, thanks as always for watching and or listening. We'll see you next week. Until then, rewind tape. And press play.